Okay, sorry I don't have a slide picture for heart failure, but I've had some technical difficulties here, so for lack of time, I'll just talk. Um, okay, so some important things to think about with heart failure. One of the terms that we definitely have to understand is ejection fraction. So that's the percentage of blood that's being put out by the heart, so the cardiac output. Um, usually we want to see 55 to 75. So as you can imagine, patients who have heart failure where their pump is not pumping effectively are going to have decreased cardiac output, so their ejection fraction is going to decrease. We have two significant types of heart failure, left-sided versus right-sided. Those are kind of the two big categories that I want you to know. There's some good tables in your medical surgical book that list signs and symptoms um, to help you differentiate some of those, and we'll talk a little bit about that here in this uh, audio as well. So um, with heart failure, with left-sided heart failure, so left-sided heart failure is kind of like our main pump. Um, and usually what we tend to see is left-sided heart failure followed by right-sided heart failure. So left-sided heart failure is going to cause um, problems and things to back up into the lungs. So we're usually going to see lung-related issues with this, but we're Besides the lung-related issues, like the crackles, the difficulty breathing, dyspnea, um, we're also going to see problems with decreased cardiac output, since that's like the main pump that's usually pumping everything out to the rest of the body. So thinking about what do decreased signs of cardiac output look like. You know, that patient might be pale, um, they might get confused, they um, are probably going to have decreased peripheral pulses. So looking at those signs and symptoms and differentiating left versus right is a kind of a big takeaway here. Um, so let's see. Some causes of right, I'm sorry, some causes of left-sided heart failure, cardiomyopathies. So that just means we don't really know. So that's an unknown cause. They could have reduced blood supply from CAD, which could lead to heart failure. They could have valvular disease, which is regurgitation or stenosis of the valves. That could cause heart disease as well as arrhythmias. Um, and you think about there's there's systolic versus diastolic heart failure. So systolic is problems with the actual like pumping. Um, you think about systole as the contraction, and then you have diastolic failure, um, which is when the left ventricle loses its ability to relax normally, so it becomes very stiff and hypertrophied um, because it's just and it's just not able to. Um, relax anymore. So if it's not able to relax, it's not going to fill up with as much blood anymore, which also decreases cardiac output. Um, so some po possible causes of the, the um, diastolic heart failure could be chronic hypertension, arch trying to pump against higher blood pressure, diabetes mellitus, poor diet, aortic stenosis, cardiomyopathies again. Um, and then with right-sided heart failure, so here things are backing up into the rest of the circulation. So these are the patients that get really puffy. They're going to have um, edema because they're just swelling up everywhere peripherally because that right side of the heart is not pumping effectively. So all that fluid is backing up into the circulation. Um, so just some to highlight some other drugs. I mean, all the drugs that we've talked about thus far, you're likely going to see in a patient who has um, heart failure because they have a lot of heart issues. Um, you know, we're going to want to try to prevent clots. They're probably going to be on some type of anticoagulant antiplatelet. Um, they're going to be on things like beta blockers, ACE inhibitors, 
possibly calcium channel blockers if ACE inhibitors aren't working. Um, and then just some other drugs to highlight. Um, digoxin is a popular one. I've mentioned this before in another audio. Digoxin does a couple of things. It works really well as far as vasodilating to increase perfusion, um, but it also increases the strength of contractions, which is called an inotropic drug. Inotropic drugs increase strength of contractions or increase that contractility. So this is going to help increase cardiac output, but it's going to lower the rate by causing that vasodilation. Things that we have to keep in mind with digoxin is the toxicity risk. So it kind of has that narrow therapeutic range. I can't remember off the top of my head that narrow therapeutic window, but I'm pretty sure I stated it in the, um, the other audio, one of the first audios I did for perfusion. But patients who are on digoxin are going to have to be on a low sodium diet, but also a high potassium diet. So the low sodium is pretty much for anyone who has heart failure because we know that water's going to follow that sodium and that's going to increase retention. So we don't want them to have a lot of sodium, thinking about what are things that have sodium in the diet and restricting those. But if you're on digoxin, you have to be on a high potassium diet. Not because digoxin is going to lower your potassium, but if your potassium gets too low, that could cause digoxin toxicity. So here's why. So potassium and digoxin bind to the same receptor sites. If my potassium goes too low, digoxin is going to have more receptor sites to bind to. Thus, it's going to become more active and reach toxic levels in the body. That's why you need to be on a high potassium diet if you're on digoxin. Now let's talk about the other side of it. If you actually reach that toxic level of digoxin, that's going to inhibit your sodium-potassium pump, which leads more potassium to be free-floating in the bloodstream. Because normally, when your sodium-potassium pump is working, potassium is pumped into the cell. So if I have toxic digoxin levels, then I have this potassium that's floating in the bloodstream. It's not going in the cell. That will lead to hyperkalemia. Patients with hyperkalemia could have dysrhythmias, so there's some risk factors there. Um, licorice and aloe could decrease the um, potassium levels in the body, so that wouldn't be good. So patients who are on digoxin, since we just talked about maintaining that normal potassium level, we wouldn't want them to have licorice or aloe. And then St. John's wort is also contraindicated because it can decrease the levels and effects of the digoxin. Oh, here's your normal therapeutic level. 0.5 to 2 is your normal therapeutic level of digoxin. So what would toxicity look like? In older adults and children, the first sign is usually abdominal pain, anorexia, nausea, vomiting, um, maybe even visual disturbances, bradycardia, and other arrhythmias. So that initial sign that they have is usually very vague, abdominal pain, nausea, vomiting, and then it could transition into something more lethal like an arrhythmia. However, in an infant or small children, that arrhythmia is going to be that first sign, so it comes on pretty quickly. Other drugs that may be used for heart failure that we haven't really mentioned a whole lot are neseratide. This is another vasodilator. This one actually isn't used very commonly anymore because there's been a lot of studies showing that it's really bad for the kidneys. So neseratide is only reserved for patients who are not reacting well to other vasodilators um, just because of the the effect that it has on the kidneys and patients end up going into kidney failure, which isn't going to help anything either. You really have to watch for hypotension with all vasodilators, especially in a serotide. So this is only given under direct supervision IV in the hospital where they can be watched closely. Um, this is that patient, again, who's not reacting to anything else. Their dyspnea is really severe at rest. Then they could resort to using a serotide. 
and we've talked about diuretics. Loop diuretics are another common option. Um, I don't know if you remember when we talked about lithium being used for like bipolar patients or patients with um, mood and effect and psychosis problems that there was that risk of if they're on diuretics that it's going to affect the lithium level. Uh, so keeping that in mind, um, loop diuretics cause you to lose potassium. You know, if patient's potassium drops too low, they could also have a cardiac dysrhythmia. So we're really going to watch these patients' electrolyte levels closely when they have heart failure. And then just knowing that our real good indicator of fluid status is the weight. So these patients need a daily weight. They need to do it at the same time every day. They need to be doing it on the same scale. They need to be doing it with the same amount of clothing on. Um, and they should go to the bathroom before they get on the scale as well. If they gain or lose, um, if, it, if they gain about two to three pounds in a 24 hour period, then that's too much. They need to call the doctor or if they're gaining five pounds or more in a week, then that's too much. Um, so making sure that they're really watching this closely. And they have these different heart failure levels. You may have noticed in the hospital if you're on a heart unit, this red, yellow, and green, that are ways that we can help patients to tell us when they have a change in status. Um, so maybe look into that so you get an idea. And that would tell us, like, you know, if they've been in the green status and now they're changing to yellow, that, okay, we're getting close to possibly being hospitalized, things are changing, what can what can the doctor do to maybe prevent them from being hospitalized and, and making sure that they're, you know, sticking with their plan of care because this is a lifelong thing that they're going to have to deal with, with heart failure and really them being um, consistent with it and compliant with it is very important. Making sure that you're giving clear instructions um, for, you know, all the medications because they're going to be on a lot of medications as well as the diet is another big piece of this.